With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Akiva, I gave you a gift last night. It's your favorite gift of all. I gave you the opportunity to dunk on me on Twitter. You were very happy to do so. Well, this could be the last chance I ever have to dunk on you. Yeah. Because tomorrow morning you have a some sort of appointment at the courthouse. Oh, they could okay, take so, you away for life. Yeah, this podcast is coming out on Friday, but you could get we Jeffrey are recording Epstein. it Tuesday night. So it's possible that on Wednesday morning I was arrested. It's possible. You're I mean, hoping. that would be wild. Do you know yeah. any good lawyers? I don't. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Uh, listen, I, I did an incredibly, one of the most mature things I've ever done in my life last night, and that was that I decided to hang out with a bunch of teenagers. <laughs> you tweeted, do you think anybody else has ever done a fantasy football draft during a Taylor Swift concert? Yeah. So I, uh, being a search guy, uh, put a bunch of terms like that into Twitter, and I could not find one person who said that they did the draft while at a Taylor Swift concert, although I did see five to ten people who had conflicts, but they all chose the concert over fantasy football. Okay. Well, that's basically what my wife... So my wife calls me at like 5.30 yesterday and says... Uh, and yesterday, meaning Monday, because again, now it's Friday when you're listening to this, but now mm-hmm. it's Tuesday when we're recording this. Uh, so she calls me at like 5.30, and she says, quickly, I need to know right now, would you want to go to the VMAs? And so I start Googling it to see what day it is, because I remember, like, for some reason in high school, I vividly remember in 1999 that it was on September 9th, because it was like 9 9 99 Yeah, I remember that. And I, my friend, I had a friend, Frager, who in high school would, like, get into, like, all these crazy events, and he, uh, there's a few events that he offered to take me to that I... Uh, making bad decisions as I did in high school, but a bad decision in the other direction, chose not to go. And one of them was the VMAs. So I, I have never gone to it. And that's actually 1999 when it would have been relevant for me to go when I would have heard of most of the artists performing. So yeah. I start Googling it and, and I'm trying to figure out the day. And my wife's like, I need to know right now. I'm like, why didn't you know right now? She's like, because we got to leave right now. I didn't realize it was like literally that day. Yeah. So, and I How'd you get her, tickets? Uh, a friend who um, works for the, for the Devils. It was at the okay, Prudential fine. Center. It was, okay. I don't know. Did you watch it, Akiva? No, I didn't watch it. No, because you're it. 35 years old. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the once, if there's like a really buzzworthy performance, I'll check it out. I did look at the list of names performing just to see, once you told me you were going, just to see how few people you would know performing. Yeah. And I, I, the whole list of performers that you probably knew going in, I'm assuming, is Taylor Swift. No, I, I knew about 10 or 12, but I, and then there's another about 10 that I did not know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very New Jersey heavy, and it was very unimpressive. Like... 
the, Why the, they move it to Jersey? That, I was shocked. Sec- I didn't realize. I yeah. figured you just went to the city. Like the fact that it was in Newark to me is well, like. Well, listen, it, I got New. I'm a New Jerseyan, so I have New Jersey pride now. No, I know, but I, to me, it's like yeah. less cool than if when it's in the Garden. Yeah. So um, the answer, according to the friend, who is that you know that somebody has connections with MTV and have been lobbying for a while to bring it there, and you know one thing led to another. They've done it in other places. It's not only like it used to only be in New York and LA, and now it goes around to different cities all the time. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so it was in New Jersey. It was honestly the 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 crowd of of celebrities and perf- artists there was pretty underwhelming. Like there's the one section, you know. Well, obviously, of, you're not getting celebrities going to Newark. Yeah, there's a lot of tricky camera work involved with. You know, making it seem like all the celebrities were sitting in one little section, and that section was very, very small, like very small. Um, Did you see any celebrities in person with your eyes? Well, I mean, I saw them all with my eyes, but like you know, from like a hundred feet away. Yeah, I'm saying not not close though. You didn't have great yeah. seats. Well, well, here's the other thing. Honestly, be, no, we had excellent seats. Actually, I was sitting like if you do watch it, there was there was a guy with dreadlocks who I don't know who. He- <laughs> who I thought I thought was Wyclef Jean until he opened his mouth and then he wasn't Wyclef Jean, so I don't know who he was. And I we were it's like, it's crazy direct- that Wyclef Jean is still like allowed to be in public. Well, I don't understand why he was part of the New Jersey crew. I thought he was from Haiti, but I guess he's from New Jersey. No, but w- no, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I no, think no, he, he got into some legal trouble. Yeah, I'm yeah, aware. like it's yeah. crazy. That, you know, listen, we're a pro Wyclef podcast, so mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but um, so the the issue is that the uh, honestly. There was nobody. There was nobody performing last night who I would have gone to a concert of theirs if given the opportunity. Maybe Taylor Swift. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I probably would. She was pretty good. I would have gone to her. Lizzo was very good, but I don't know if I would, you know, want to be there for two and a half hours of that. Um, By the way, Wyckoff lived in Newark from when he was nine years old. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, so he's he's more New Jersey than me. Yes. But um, it, it is. It's better to go to the VMAs than to go to a concert of any one of the artists that performed last night because instead yeah, of hearing you hear like, the one or two hits. Yeah, exactly. I, my my pet peeve with these things always is, it's like did I, I don't know did Old Nas the uh, Lil Nas X play Old Town Road or did yeah. he play like his new single? No, no. Well, so nobody plays a full song. Everybody plays like right. sort of you know these remix mashups of like the one minute like the most radio popular part of each of their songs. Okay, and who was the most impressive uh, person at the VMAs? Um, so the my favorite song was um, what, what Mendez and um and and what's the girl who he sings John with? John Mendez. Yeah, and who does he sing with again? Uh, Camila Cabello, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that song. So that song is my son Erez's favorite song. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my uh, my daughter Dior really likes Shawn Mendes. Yeah. So that song was on the radio the other day, and um, and we like turned the station, and Erez, my se- six year old, was like, "No, I love that song. What are you doing?" And he like knows all the words to it, which is kind of weird. Yeah. That my six year old would have been more appropriate at this concert than I was. Oh, I but, love um, it when you call me Senorita. That one. Yeah, yeah, that song. No, it was a good. That was so I like that because I knew he would like it, and Jen like videotaped it so <laughs> we could show him later. Um, mm-hmm. but. But yeah, so the the performances themselves weren't that great. To me, by far the most incredible part was the crowd. Other than me, obviously, you know, there weren't a lot of over thirty five year old uh, straight white guys like uh, the uh, the Alex Chester demographic. The crowd was like absolutely fabulous, and I mean, like the 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 costumes were amazing. Like people like really really worked hard to get dressed up for this event, uh-huh. and were wearing things that you've never seen anywhere else. Um, and I've, you know, Jen and I go to some interesting places in New York and see a lot of interesting people, but th- these people were really dressed up. So you asked me like how close I was to celebrities. The honest answer is that I have no idea just walking around who was a celebrity right. and who wasn't. Right. That's fair. Be- because they were all like basically dressed the same way. Okay. So, so now I'm going to look, you mentioned the, uh, VMAs, which are on 999. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to look at some of the performers and I'm going to see like, has music gotten better or worse? Okay. Yeah. 
Well, of course, we're going to think it's gotten worse because then we were 16 and now we're 36. No, it's, no, no, no. We'll try and keep an open mind. Yeah. Okay. It, by the way, all right. It might have gotten much better because Ugh. 99 was not an ideal time for music. All right. Pre, uh, the pre-show performers, All Star by Smash Mouth and Blink-182, What's My Age Again, all the small things. The, yeah. Although, I have to you know say. What? We know all the words to all three of those songs. No, those songs still are popular now. Like All Star yeah. is, is like a big Twitter hit now. They're annoying okay. songs, but yeah, but they're in our Then heads. Kid they're Rock worms. with okay. Run DMC, Steven Tyler, Joe Perry, and Joe C, and they played Ba with a Ba and Walk This Way. Yeah, but like Steven Tyler, I mean, Kid Rock probably wouldn't be invited for other reasons, but like Steven Tyler would not go within like 100 feet of the VMAs right. in 2000. Lauren Hill, you could never have her on a live show now. She's famous for like, she goes three or four, comes three or four hours late to every single one of yeah, her Yeah, she concerts. got a couple decent shout outs though, I think, last night. Lauren Hill, uh, Everything is Everything. I don't think that was one of her bigger hits. Uh, Backstreet Boys played I Want It That Way and Larger Than Life. That was, I'm sure, a big deal in 1999. Yeah. Ricky yeah. Martin playing She's All I Ever Had and Living La Vida Loca. Okay, these are much bigger. Like, all Nine Inch Nails are still huge Nine Inch Nails. See, here's later. The, the big difference is that there's no such thing as rock. rock, popular yeah. rock music anymore. Nine Inch Nails would never be invited. Like, you know, Tool had a new album out this month. Yeah. Like, they would never get invited to this type of thing. The rock. I forgot. Thing, there was if one. You look at, yeah. If you look at the best rock uh, category, here it is. Panic of the Disco, Full Out Boy, Mag and Dragons, Lenny Kravitz. This is 2019. 21 oh, Lenny Pilots Kravitz, like, by the way, I actually said this to Jen when he came out. Has he been wearing the same thing for 20 years? And Jen's like, well, he I, he, still looks yeah, good. Yeah, he definitely has. And he does look good. But by the I way, think he only owns the, one outfit. The rest of the 99, I mean, this is some serious performances. TLC with no scrubs. That's really good. Yeah. Fatboy Slim Praise You. Jay-Z uh, with uh, no, that's Hard Knock show. Life. That's an amazing show. Now, do six. Britney Spears of- with Sync playing "Baby Me One More Time," tearing my heart. So they and had then Eminem, star, Dr. Dre, and Snoop with wow. "My Name Is." Wow, it's okay, a that's, that's a, a that's serious a show. show. Ninety-nine. Yeah, that's an amazing yeah. show. I should have went. Yes. Frager, I messed up. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I I thought of there was one other over thirty-five-year-old white uh, straight uh, cisgendered male there who was more out of place than me, and that was the host, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Crazy. Well, I don't know if he's white, but the the. <laughs> He might. I just don't. I don't know any, anything about him. He could. I have no idea. He's like super Italian American. He is not. He has like a hundred. After last night, he has like a hundred something thousand followers on Twitter. He is not nearly famous enough. Well, okay. Well, I, I've actually heard him a couple times at the cellar, and he was on an episode of Comedians in Cars with with Jerry this year. Um, mm-hmm. But his humor is like sort of like Republican light, and it really did not go well in that crowd. Like he was making jokes about safe spaces. He was making jokes about everybody winning trophies and like you know mm-hmm. like participation trophies. And like now he's Italian, the, by the way. So he, yeah, he is white. His name is Sebastian Manikowski. He could not be more Italian. Come on. Um, but uh, he, so like he was like really out of place. I have no idea what the hell. And he, he was wearing like a very like a uh, glittery jacket, of course. So he was you know in. No, that was in that the one way. thing I saw but, on Twitter. Everyone was like, this guy's not nearly famous enough to be here. Yeah, I don't understand. And not just that, but you drive around Newark, and like it was his picture on all like the flags all over like town to advertise the VMAs. Not I mean, the, the truth audience. is, Chappelle uh, had his new. Have you seen? Have you heard Chappelle's new stand-up? Have you seen it on Netflix? Yeah, the one that just just came out. Yeah, that no, I mean, dropped. I saw the ones last year. You know, no, the, no, no, the one that dropped uh, yesterday or today. Yeah, no, I did not. I was busy, but yeah, but it's so, uh, similar. So I, I'm he's saying trying, like, he's trying as hard as possible to cancel. He doesn't give a fuck. But my point is that that they should have gotten Chappelle. Yeah, or somebody like that. Like at least get somebody interesting but to he tell been a few booed. minutes of jokes. This, this was a very. I uh, don't think he would have been booed. Yeah, I mean, you probably. Yeah, he wouldn't have been. You're right, but he. Uh, but they would have. They would have respected the way, him because they know, know who he got was. the uh, career. By the way, the the career achievement award, the video van. It's called the Michael Jackson Video yeah. Vanguard. Yeah, speaking of being canceled. <laughs> yeah, and I said to Jen, I'm like, because I was reading on Wikipedia about the VMAs uh, before we got in. I'm like, yeah. you couldn't no even let him in this room. It's a room yeah, full of children. There's no way that's still what it's called. Yeah, um, and you know who got it last night? Uh, Missy Elliott. 
misdemeanor Elliot. Yeah, now I appreciate Missy Elliot, but like she's not nearly like important enough to get elected. Right, that's the most famous person who would answer our call and come, basically. Well, Queen Latifah is better, and she was there, uh, you know. Yeah, but she might have gotten her ready. I mean, I'm, she's probably. I think she hosts it sometimes. Also, I don't know. So yeah, I agree. She's not famous enough, but we also have two. Yeah. two By the way, off the air, on. I'll tell you about uh, uh, what what happened to me Saturday night, which was a much more interesting night. <laughs> okay, fine. So uh, Packers Falcons. Um, it was like a step. Well, whatever. It's uh, yeah. I sh- I'm gonna have to edit this out because I don't even want to make reference to it. All right. Um, yeah. So let's. We're talking about uh, two decent teams, Packers and Falcons today, right? Yeah. The Falcons and Packers actually. The Falcons are twelve. The Packers are eleven. Uh, yeah, who, so yeah, I guess we'll start by talking about the Packers. Um, because, well, uh, uh, okay, so we're talking about number 11 first. Uh, so the Packers no, are the third. Falcons are the Falcons are 11, the Packers are 12. Uh, you made these rankings, so if you... Oh, you're right. Count, the, no, oh, yeah. oh the, 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 no, you're right. We talk about the Falcons yeah. first. The Falcons no, I got are mixed 12. up because the, yeah. the Colts, we had to move the okay. Colts down. We're talking about two teams about that Colts, are probably going to finish in third place in their divisions. Which is impressive since they're like, you know... I mean, I don't believe that. Are you saying... I mean, you're sure that Atlanta's worse than Carolina? I Remember mean, all the injuries on defense am I supposed, Atlanta am I supposed to year? spoil? Am I supposed to spoil my predictions? I mean, we could. Yeah, we could talk about it. That's yeah. I. I all right. I, I. Yeah. I have Atlanta finishing in third place in their division. Yes. I do, do you remember when last year when Atlanta uh, lost like their whole team defensively? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, aren't they going to be better this year? Well, I think they're going to go ten and six. So you think they're going to make the playoffs? But there's going to be three teams from the south. Yeah, I think both wild cards coming out of the south. Okay. I mean, I'm surprised you don't have. I mean, again, I said everyone in the North could be eight and eight. So. No, the, well, the NFC South and the NFC North are very similar in that each yeah. division has three teams that I think can win double-digit games. But there's no. It's uh, well, there's the only real Super Bowl contender in my mind from either division is the Saints. Yeah, you said this when we did our Panthers episode, and I disagreed with you then. And we'll talk about the Saints more when we talk about the Saints. But yeah, um, quick yeah, core this- for the Falcons: Ryan, Julio, Jarrett, Jake Matthews, Calvin Ridley, Keanu Neal, Chris Lindstrom, Deion Jones, Desmond Trufant, and Caleb McGarry. Alex Mack, also the Secret Life Alex Mack's just off the list. Uh, by the way, we have, like, the Dolphins are just cutting everyone in their core. Like, since we started talking about the cores, like, it became more apparent that some teams' cores are like, oh, yeah, everyone here is irreplaceable. Not to mention that the Colts lost the the, the most important person in their core since we last yeah. spoke. Yeah. Um, by the way, the backup quarterbacks here to Matt, to Matt Ryan, all named Matt. Uh, Matt Schaub <laughs> and Matt Sims. Incredible like that Matt Schaub is still there, by the way. Three old wash, you know, white guys. Two of them, are like one of them is washed up, and one of them w- is, was never even good in college, and somehow, like in the NFL, fifteen years later, it makes no sense. Like Matt Sims wasn't even really a college quarterback. I have no idea. If his name was Matt Jones, he yeah. wouldn't still be in the NFL. Yeah, like Matt Sims. Jo- gets didn't Matt Jones pass like, away? The Jaguars' old Matt Jones. Yeah. Oh no, no, I'm confusing. He went to jail. They had a different receiver who fell off a truck and passed away. I think is what happened. Jaguars. Well, Justin Blackman, I guess at this point, he's not coming back, right? Why would I remember Justin? Like, I mean, he left. It sounds so funny. He left with like he had, I think, substance abuse issues. But he was, he was like, he was. You don't remember? He was like Josh Gordon, essentially, like amazing. But then, yeah, we're laughing uh, and having fun. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I, I mean, it's funny because I, I was gonna start this podcast by telling you how I'm getting really pumped for football as we're talking about these good teams. But yeah. now I just want to tell you some other stories about things I've been doing in my private life the last few days, and I don't really want to talk about uh, Yeah. Um, well, we got to give the Falcons and Packers fans a few minutes. So best yeah. receiving core in, in football with Julio, Ridley, and Sanu. Yeah. Uh, By the way, for, do not draft Ridley in fantasy. That's my advice for you. Uh, I agree. Ridley's – I mean, he's not going as high as you'd think. He had like six touchdowns in two games. That's about – yeah. He's. I mean, he's going to – his targets were really high last year. I can't imagine them going down. I mean, this is a, this is a but the team. The touchdowns are going to revert. You know, there are teams where if you lose the quarterback, like 
you know, T.Y. Hilton, I don't think will be useless this year in fantasy. Obviously, you have to knock him down a few pegs, but I do think that team is going to be able to move the football. Yeah. This team, if Ryan goes down, you could cut everybody. Yeah, that's that's insane. Julio well, Jones is a top five wide receiver, no matter who's starting him. Well, no, except if it's not if Matt Schaub. Like if they were, if like if it was Ted Teddy Bridgewater as well, a backup. To be fine. fair to Matt Schaub, we have no idea because we haven't seen him since like 2013. Yeah, but he was washed up then. <laughs> yeah, it ended poorly for him in Houston, and that was a long, long, long. I mean, that was so long ago. I think you were doing this podcast with Ari Gold. I was. I was. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, the rest of the offense: Devonta Freeman with Ito Smith backing him up. Yeah. I like the line with Matthews, Carpenter, who's not so good from the Jets, Mac Lidstrom. No, this is a great off. This is the same good offense that went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and they drafted a tackle uh, who's not even starting as of, as of now. So they have some depth there. They drafted uh, a receiver and a running back. They have some you know future pieces on the offense. The defense: Grady Jarrett, Vic Beasley. Vic Beasley had like speaking of people who had one good season. If you ever do one hit wonders. Beasley had one great season and basically shouldn't be in the NFL anymore. He's still coasting on that, and I'm sure he'll get three or four more years in the league off of it. But defensive one-hit wonders, uh, if you were to do a uh, spreadsheet for that, Vic Beasley would definitely be on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Keanu by the Neal, way, Ricardo, update. Allen. Uh, a couple yeah. episodes ago you asked me, we talked about what the peak for a running back is. Yes. So I looked at every running back in NFL history who ever had 1,000 yards rushing in a season or mm-hmm. – who had 1,500 yards from scrimmage in a season. So, you okay. know, if you have 800 passing, 800 running, I got yeah. you. Uh, that covers every single running back who ever had a decent season. You know who it just does not cover, which is why we know that we did it perfectly? Who? Trent Richardson, because he had 945 uh. yards his rookie year and, like, 13 touchdowns, and, you know, but on three yards of carry. So of those 224 players, yeah, the median for the peak is season three, age 25. Wow. So, yeah. So running backs peak right, at season we were, three. We were bargaining over two and three. I think I said yeah. two, you said three, so you were I right. think it was the other round. You were right. Uh, oh. By the way, Curtis Martin, his peak was like in season 10 or 11, which is kind yeah, of Yeah, Martin insane. got better uh, yeah. as he went older, as yeah. he got older. Um, yeah. What other running backs got better later in their career? Mark well, Ingram. So I, Mark Ingram definitely got better later in his career. Yeah. Well, oh, did, we didn't even discuss him on the, on the Ravens podcast very much, did we? No. Oh, by the way, Beasley sack stats. Uh, rookie year four. You're two fifteen and a half. You're three five. You're four five. So yeah. he's got more of that one year than he has the rest of his career. Uh, let's go to the Packers for a second, okay? Okay. Uh, well, do you want to just tell you? You asked which other running backs peaked late. So yes. we have Curtis Martin who peaked in season ten, okay. right? Yeah. And then peaked in season nine. Uh, Tiki Barber. Yes. Uh, uh, Barry Sanders. Uh, Curtis at least got season. bad before he retired. Tiki never got bad. Tiki just retired because well, well, he was sick of it. Yeah. Well, and that's why he was in my ranking that I put on the on the Facebook group, you know, of the uh, the other Andrew Luck type uh, retired guys. John Henry Johnson, Thomas Jones mm-hmm. uh, peaked on your Jets uh, later. Yes. Charlie Garner peaked on yeah. that crazy Raiders team that went to the Super yep. Bowl. Corey Dillon in season eight once he had uh, joined the Patriots. Corey Dillon. Robert yeah. Smith peaked in season eight, and then he dropped and retired. I always immediately. remember Robert Smith's another guy who retired, uh, yeah. like very abruptly. But he lied. I, I remember he said in he my retired head, to go to medical school. I, it's what, what's weird is I retired in my mind. I remembered in my mind that Smith retired to join the clergy. You don't remember no, anything so about similar. that? No, so similar. No, he was retiring to go to medical school. Is what he said. He was a really smart guy. That he was going. He graduated to like sort of from clergy. Ohio State in like a double major. Yeah, in three he was like years. a chem major or something. Yeah, and he would always like read. And, and he was and he wanted to go. He he retired. He he had a sixteen hundred yard season. He was healthy for the first time in his career. He was entering mm-hmm. free agency, much like Tiki. He could have signed a big contract. And he said basically that the injury concern and also he wanted to go to medical school, so he retired. And then a few years later, he shows up on ESPN as a college football analyst. So yeah. 
Uh, other guys who peaked and is not Doctor yeah. Robert Smith. Yeah, Reggie Bush. Yeah, Re- uh, he's into astro- astronomy. I forgot. I was reading on Wikipedia. Reggie Bush peaked in season eight. Uh, his first year in Detroit, which was like the first time that he became like a you know a full time running back because yeah. he was you know sharing time in New Orleans and Miami. Uh, Craig Ironhead Hayward, Tony Canadeo, who played in like the nineteen forties. Uh, they all peaked in season eight, and then uh, you know we can keep Justin Forsett in season seven had that weird. Yeah, Forsett had the one good year for the Ravens. Yeah, 2014. I had him in fantasy that year. It was pretty good. Uh, yeah, but Mark Ingram is an active player who peaked in season seven. Mm-hmm. And then Adrian Peterson and J- Jamal Charles both had their you know super. What if, you know, what if Frank Gore or Lashawn McCoy six. peak this season? Uh, if Frank Gore or Lashawn McCoy peaks this season, I will. Um, I don't know what, what what should I do if that happens. I'm not sure. No, yeah, Frank Gore. Frank Gore peaked in season two, by the way. So, yeah. but he's still going. So, kudos to him. All right, let's talk about let's talk about the Packers. All right, sorry, Falcons. I uh, do have Falcons opinions, but I'll save them for my no, no, no. Give me, give me, give me two quick Falcons. No, I, I want to save them for my preseason predictions because I, I okay, fine. I, I just recently finished predicting all 256 games of the NFL season. Oh, okay. And, and so, you know, I have some some hot takes and surprises. Uh, speaking of uh, backup quarterbacks, if Matt Ryan gets injured, uh, we were talking about Matt Schaub. What if Aaron Rodgers gets injured? What about the Sean Kaiser? <laughs> would that what about be bad? It? I don't know. It feels like it would <laughs> be bad. It would not be good. We saw him last year. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not sold on any. Of the, I'm just trying to think of like interesting topics that on the Packers receivers. I thought Valdez Scanling and Equinemius St. Brown, who were both rookies last year, both looked amazing terrible. names. Yeah, great, great names, incredibly long names. I thought they yeah. both looked. But awful. Devontae Adams was much better than I thought he was going to be. Yeah, Adams is a star, but as, as far as the number two, like they have those guys and they've drawn him Allison. They can don't I, really. Can, have I, can I give else. you a, a Packers hot take? Yeah, the Green Bay Packers will not spend a single moment this season in first place in their division. Not even in a tie for first place. Well, you want to look at their schedule, go game by game. They're going to lose in Week One. Yeah, and they will never be in first place in their division. Or even tied for first place. I mean, I'm, listen. If if Rodgers isn't Rodgers, the rest of this team is the two to fifty three is not special at all. I'm not saying that Rodgers isn't going to be Rodgers. I just I think that the real tough battle in the NFC yeah. is going to be like you know the the Packers Vikings Bears. One of those teams is winning the division, right? Yeah. The 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 Panthers Saints Falcons. One of those teams is winning the division. So right there, you have four teams fighting for two wild card spots, and that's before you mention the Cowboys and the Eagles. Before you mention the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. The San, San Francisco, I guess, if you know, if they're a competitor. So there, there's there's a lot of teams in the NFC. There, there's not like elite elite teams in the NFC, but there's a lot of teams. In the well, NFC I think fighting it's interesting. We're spots. not talking about any AFC teams today, but I think with the Colts dropping out of the picture, the AFC yeah. playoff picture it's is so very easy. clear. Yeah, I mean, I th- well, I mean, and again, I think we'll discuss when we do our season preview. But I see a lot of nine and seven teams making the playoffs in the AFC, whereas in the NFC, ten and six might not make it. Okay. Um... Uh, but but I do, I will say one of the most underrated units in the NFL to me is the Packers uh, defense. So they added uh, Zadarius Smith. They have uh, Preston Smith from the Redskins. They drafted Darnell Savage, a rookie safety. Jair Alexander is probably going to be a star corner this year. Kenny Clark is is an excellent player. They're really loaded. They 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 drafted Rashawn Gary. Pa- your Packers core after Rodgers. Yeah. How many uh, How many of the next nine guys are on defense? Um, after Rodgers, Bakhtiar, who's the left tackle, then Clark yeah. defense, Adams the receiver, Alexander defense, Jones at running back, although you wouldn't put running backs there. Zadarius yeah, and Preston crazy. Smith defense, Balaga's a tackle, Savage. But I, 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 I gave a little uh, leeway to um, 
what's it called to to the tackles, and I didn't include one of their first round picks where most teams got their first round picks on. So, well, Rashawn, so let, let, let's go back to the offense for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Lafleur is there because McCarthy was running a you know a, a decrepit, ancient offense. Although, again, this is the same team that won a Super Bowl and went fifteen and one under Mike McCarthy. So. I think that it, I I made fun of him as much as anybody, and we got into a big argument with our Packers fan like four or five years ago when he was still defending McCarthy. But I yeah. think everybody's dunking on McCarthy a little bit too much. Like he did succeed not that long ago. The NFL wasn't that dramatically different. In like you know you know it was. I think I think decade. it was more relationship thing that him and him and Rogers didn't trust each other like each other anymore. But the criticism wasn't of the relationship. The criticism was that they were running this antiquated offense, and like Aaron Rodgers' you know abilities weren't being taken advantage yeah. of. So I mean. What have you seen, or have you seen anything from Lafleur? Whether it's uh, you know, obviously Rodgers hasn't played in the preseason. But I don't want to pretend have, like we've seen much about Lafleur. They haven't played a game. Yeah. Well, that, and again, Rodgers. He hasn't seems played like at a all, smart so. guy, but I, you know, I, I'm get, I, I think we should uh, wait at least till he has one game under his belt to pass. Yeah, we right. usually do our annual coach rankings around week four or five because we want a chance to see a little bit of these rookie coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we do the Packers schedule game? I'll give you the yeah, games. Yeah, sure. All right, at Chicago. Well, I already uh, spoiled this one, but yeah, I have that as a loss. So then they host Minnesota. Uh, that'll be a win. Although last host- year they started at Chicago, they won, and then they tied Minnesota in week two. Right. But, uh, and then we, then we cut our kicker. That should be a win. Two and one. So they have three home games in, in uh, 12 days because then they host the Eagles. Yeah. It's uh, do you, Would you rather face your divisional opponents at home early and on the road late or at, on the road early and home late? Well, it's a tricky question for teams that play in the snow because you don't want to go to Buffalo late. You want to go to Miami late, you know? So it's, yeah. it's really weather-dependent, in my opinion. Okay. Well, because the Vikings are playing all three of their divisional opponents on the road and then later in the season all three at home. So for you they- guys, I mean, you have a dome, right? And Detroit has a dome. But Green Bay obviously doesn't, and Chicago doesn't. So you don't want to yeah. go there. Although maybe you do. You know, if you're well, I don't know. Team. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the weather's a disadvantage. The Vikings are not. You know, I don't know. Right. You know, I think the weather. I'm not sure who advantages or disadvantages. To be honest. Yeah, but, we'd, um, we'd have to see some numbers on yeah, that. Detroit's the worst. Yeah. But um, all right. So the Packers obviously they beat the Denver, so they're two and one. And then Philly on Thursday night, five days later. All right. Yeah, I'll give them a win, three and one. It's it's really a wild schedule. They go to Dallas now at three and one. Yeah, and they're not in first place though at three and one. Uh, no, because the Bears, uh, the Bears are I mean, out. how much am I spoiling here? Yeah, yeah the you Bears can spoil whatever you want. People will forget by next week. Yeah. I have the Bears starting like 6 or no, 7 or no. Okay. Like and I, by the way, I think the Bears are going to regress. I just think that I their schedule. we also did the Bears. We also recorded the Bears podcast yeah. already. The, the Bears schedule breaks much more favorably, uh, than a lot yeah. of teams. So they're going to start out. So up you have them good. losing in Dallas? Uh, yeah, I have the Packers losing in Dallas. Uh, then hosting Detroit and Oakland. Yeah, those are got to be wins. So you said that they're never going to spend a day in first place, but that's really because you have a team at six and zero because they're five and one at this point. Five and two. Five and two at this point. So yeah. their fifth home game is October twenty second, when a lot of teams will have played two home games or three. Yeah. At that so point. yeah, they don't get to take advantage of Lambeau. That's really right wild. End. Yeah. Uh, at KC and at the Chargers, the two maybe the two best teams in the AFC, certainly the two best teams in the AFC. Yeah. West on the road. Now the Chargers obviously do not have a home field advantage, but I'll say that those are losses. Um. Okay. So that's five and four. Then they host Carolina. Uh, that's a win. And then the schedule gets pretty soft after the bye. So they're 6-4 and four at San Francisco. I think that's a loss. At New York, the Giants. Uh, that better be a win. 7-5 and five hosting the Redskins. That's another one. 8-5 and five hosting the Bears. Uh, they get revenge, so 9-5. and five. And then at Minnesota and Detroit. And I'm going to say they're going to lose those two. That's the last Monday Night Football game. Is yeah, they're gonna f- Could so be they're going to finish 9-7. and seven. And miss the playoffs. Uh, All right, but probably. it sounded like you were really down on them. If you're down on them, I, that's more like seven and nine, eight and eight. 
is there a huge difference between eight and eight, nine and seven? I mean, apparently there was when you mocked me vociferously. Oh no, for people my agree. Uh, that's CEO. insane. That's still yeah. Lawson crazy. Campbell agreed with you. I saw that on Facebook. That's crazy. I mean, seven and a half yeah. was the worst thing you've ever said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any more? Do you have any non-Packers or Falcons anecdotes you want to drop on the podcast? No, I, I really shouldn't. But well, okay. I, I, I could say this. Uh, so yeah, uh, Jen and I went to like. Uh, we went to this club Saturday night, which was like straight out of like Stefan's like skits on SNL. Well, when do you go to clubs? Who are you? What are you, what are you having like a, a quarter life crisis? I mean, you guys go to, quarter go to life a club? Me, I'm going to live to 140. Um, no, but I mean, honestly, like this place, I, I'm trying to see, think of what I can say on the podcast without getting in trouble. Like this place literally could have been in a Stefan skit. There was, okay. um, there, there was, there was a, uh, a, a man dressed up as Marie Antoinette who took a cupcake you know, like let me cake and shoved it in my face. What, what, uh, can they, I ask you a question? What said yeah. like, hey, let's go to a Marie Antoinette cake club? Well, we what? didn't know that's what it was. We, Why you know, we do just, you we, just you just walked in there? No, we we we, we you know uh, you know uh, when Doctor Jen decides to uh, you know uh, put herself together, we uh, we go to fun places. You go to clubs a lot. It doesn't matter how often. That's weird. <laughs> like, I would. I mean, I've never this? been in a single club in my life. Yeah. I mean, you know, if I can toot Jen's horn for a second, like I think that Jen is very good at like getting into places. Uh huh. Yeah, but like, why there, would you want to go there? Like, there, there, let me put it this way: there is a reason why we went to SNL twice, and both times we were picked to like sit on the floor, and it wasn't yeah. me. The, but so. SNL, I get. I just don't know why you went to the club. Yeah, great. I mean, you get I, into the club. Yeah, but it wasn't just that. Then, then like she got us into like the front row. Like there was the, like the section in front was for tables only. So I said to the hostess, I said, "Well, how much is a table tonight?" And they said, "Well, it starts at twelve hundred." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not happening. But then Jen just, like, went and, like, talked to someone and smiled and gave them, like, the little two-air kiss thing. And all of a sudden she was there. And then – and I was sort of standing in the back and she was there. And then she just went and sort of grabbed me and brought me to the front. So um, there was also <laughs> – my favorite part was there was a little person dressed as Freddie Mercury. Yeah. And he was playing, like, um, like one of those Charlie Brown pianos. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't, why, why am I saying any of this on the podcast? There's no benefit to doing this. Anyway, all right. No, this sounds fun. Um, no, well, the only the only reason I, the only reason I bring all this up is because like last night on the way home, Jen and I were like, you know, the VMAs were good, but like Saturday night was actually with <laughs> So, uh huh. Well, you guys but, go uh, out a lot. You just you just have babysitters left and right ready on on your beck and call. Well, I got to take advantage because my parents are only in town for like part of the year. Oh, they're so, here right. They're there right now. Yeah, so we're you... we're actually we're we're going to uh to um Nevada this weekend for a wedding. Oh, that, whatever that, happened? Whatever happened with the forty million dollar house bachelor party? Oh yeah, that that's this party. wedding. Yeah, exactly. Did she didn't go to the so, forty million dollar bachelor party house? No, she no because it was on Tisha Bowman's okay, house, so she wanted to. But yeah, it wasn't going to work unfortunately. But um, yeah, so we're going to Reno on Friday, and then uh, we're going to a wedding in Lake Tahoe. And, Isn't you know, Reno like uh, have, like have a bad reputation as like a lame city? Well, I guess you the weddings are, there. The weddings in like the Reno and Lake Tahoe are like like you fly to the airport in Reno. Okay, and Lake Tahoe is like nearby. I don't know. I've never been to any of these places. But um, yeah, you so bring the kids. Wedding. No, of course not. So this is actually like the drama because we've been trying to find a babysitter, and I think we just found a babysitter for the whole weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's like a, that's a big ask. And my parents are leaving Sunday night. Well, we had a babysitter that unfortunately our babysitter got sick, and so we got to find someone new. Mm-hmm. My parents are are leaving the country on Sunday, so they'll be there over the weekend. But then they're leaving Sunday night. Um, but yeah, but this wedding will be at least based on net worth of the parents, by mm-hmm. far, like, the most expensive wedding I've ever been to. So I have no idea what the wedding's going to be Is like, it kosher, though? Can you eat the food? No, of course not. <laughs> oh, then it's a huge waste of time. I'd rather, like, a D-minus wedding where I could eat the food versus yeah, well, you I literally mean, can't eat the food there. Well, so, it, you, you know. You drink. 
ordinarily, if you're you know if you're somewhat close with with the couple and yeah. you're invited to a wedding, you tell them you keep kosher. And they're like, oh, of course, you know they they get you a kosher. For, yeah. Know. So I don't know how this was like one of Jen's best friends growing up, but they've sort of like you Lost know they touch don't stay in touch. Yeah. The, I, like we went to New Orleans and met up with them a couple of years ago, but that's the only time that I think Jen has seen this girl in the last like decade. So. Um, so I don't really know. So on the RSVP, f- and I hope she's not listening to the podcast. <laughs> on the oh, yeah. RSVP form, you could check off a box for like chicken or beef or fish or whatever. Did you make a and separate? So, did you like make your own box for kosher? So we were strategizing how to say that w- without being like presumptuous or obnoxious, but like, yeah. you know. And by the way, if her dad is buying forty million dollar houses, he can afford to find some kosher food, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I have um, I actually called I looked up the the Chabad because of course there's a Chabad there and I sort of inquired about like the food situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at least we have food over the weekend. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what's gonna what this wedding is gonna be like. But um, you're probably not gonna have food if you didn't if they didn't coordinate it with you. You're not gonna have food. No, no. Well, that's why we're 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 coordinating our own food for the weekend. Yeah, but at the wedding, the it's you're gonna be. Yeah, I mean, uh, people uh, a, a listener who uh, was vegan was telling us about this a couple months ago that they went to a wedding and there was no vegan option for them, which is much more common now than just the random like orthodox you keeping kosher which is still pretty yeah rich, especially in outside of like new york city yeah um so and that's rough i mean you're you're more likely as a vegan to find something you can eat than a kosher person where it's impossible yeah. you're just gonna stumble upon yeah. something but still yeah. that's rough you should uh if you if our listeners get married you should uh you know have other people's dietary habits in mind you don't want people to yeah. be there and not be your wedding's not about themselves. you your wedding's about me <laughs> well, it's it's. I mean, it's. Yeah. No, no, no. You're right. You should be sensitive, obviously, to your guests. But before we get bombed, I do want to. Say- With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.